before Yaakov passes away, he's speaking to his sons and says, Ruven, Ruven, you are my firstborn son, etc. And then he says, Yeser says, Vieseroz, you should have been superior in rank and superior in power, but Pachas Kamayim al Toisar, because you are hasty like water, you will not have these advantages. Rashi explains, Yeser says, means that Ruven should have had Koyanim coming from him. The word se'es is similar to Nesias Kapayim, Duchanin. Yes, there's Oz, more power. He should have had the Malachim, kings coming from him. What caused him to lose all of this? Pachas Kamayim, because of his haste. When he showed his anger in the story of moving his father's bed from Bila's tent to Leah's tent, this is why Altoisar is not going to have all of these extra special qualities. Now the Targum, when speaking about this Pasuk, mentions the fact that Reuven should have actually gotten three things. Bechayra, the birthright, um, having the Koyanim and Melachim coming from him, and that he lost all of these three things. The question is, why doesn't Rashi mention the point of le- losing the birthright? This is also something that's mentioned in our Pasuk, Bechayra The truth of the matter is, the fact that Reuven lo- lost the birthright, at least to a certain extent, says clearly in other places in Tanakh, Rashi himself brings it, why does why does Rashi not mention this point at all? Now, seemingly the explanation is because if we look at our Pasuk, the Pasuk says, Al-Toysar, you're not going to have the advantages and which things are described in our Pasuk with a similar expression to Toysar, to having these advantages, yes, sir, sir, ace, the yes, sir, us, these extra ideas of Kohuna and Malchus, as Rashi explains them. And therefore, Al-Toysar is referring specifically to these two things, as opposed to Bechayra, which the Pasuk doesn't say that he's going to lose out over here. But this only transfers the question to the Pasuk itself. Why, in fact, is the Pasuk only speaking about the loss of Kohuna and Malchus and not speaking about the birthright of Bechayra? In order to understand this, the Rebbe introduces a general question in connection to whom the Melucha was moved to, and that is to Yehuda. And the Pasuk itself discusses and describes the reason why Yehuda gets kingship, and the way Rashi explains it. So the Pasuk says, Gur'arya Yehuda, Yehuda is compared to a young lion, and the Pasuk says, Miteref b'ni Olisa, which Rashi explains as meaning, from prey, Miteref from prey, you, my son, have elevated yourself, you have removed yourself, meaning to say, I have originally suspected you of devouring, of killing Yosef, and yet you really removed yourself because you're actually the one that went ahead and saved Yosef when you said, Mabetza, what gain are we going to have, etc., etc. So too, says Rashi, there was another story in which Yehuda um, ended up removing himself from a certain case of murder and ended up saving someone in Harigas Tomar and the story of Tomar, where she was nearly killed. When she was suspected that she had a forbidden relationship and Yehuda, by admitting that it was from him and that she was righteous, etc., Tomar ends up being saved. And this is why, says Rashi, as the pastor goes on to say, Yehuda ends up with Melucha with being king. And the question is, in both of these stories, where Yehuda saves Yosef, as well as in Yehuda admitting what he had done wrong in the case of Tamar, we seem to find something very, very similar by Reuven. In fact, Reuven would seem to come out even at a greater advantage than Yehuda, 
And yet we're saying Yehuda ends up being king, and Reuven doesn't end up being king. Yehuda tries to save, Yehuda saves Yosef by saying, what gain are we going to have by killing him? Instead, let's sell him. Reuven is also the one that said, let's not kill Yosef. Instead, he's the one that um, said, put him into the pit. The Pasek says it was in order to save Yosef, to bring him back to his father. So in other words, Reuven wants to save Yosef completely, to return him to his father. Yehuda was not even planning to return Yosef to his father, he wants to sell him. Especially that Yehuda had the ability to save Yosef completely, the brothers would have listened to him, as they themselves say later. And furthermore, the Rebbe says, why, why is Yehuda saving Yosef? It doesn't even seem like he's saving him in order to save Yosef, he's just saying, what gain, what benefit, what money are we going to gain out of all of this? So Reuven seems to be coming out in a higher level than Yehuda as far as saving Yosef. In the story of Yehuda and Tamar, so Yehuda admits what he has done wrong, but it was a one-off, one time he admitted. He says she's, she's the one that's right, she is righteous. Now furthermore, if Yehuda wouldn't have admitted in that case, he would have caused Tamar's death as long as her two children sh- that she's about to have. So we can understand why he has to admit. In the case of Reuven, Reuven, as Rashi tells us, wasn't there at the sale of Yosef, because he was involved he was doing tshuva for the story of the moving of the beds, this is already approximately nine years after it happens, he's doing a, such a long tshuva, and such a serious tshuva of sackcloth and fasting, and for what kind of aveira is this? This was not for murder or, or helping someone not be killed, like in the case of Tamar, this is only because he was standing to try to protect the dignity of his mother, that she shouldn't be humiliated by Yaakov not moving the, his own bed to her tent, and yet he's doing such a powerful tshuva. So seemingly his tshuva is so much greater than Yehuda's. So the question then is, why is Miteref B'ni Olisa that Yehuda had saved Yosef? And in the story of Tamar, we admitted at what he had done wrong. Why is that the reason for Yehuda to get Malchus? If in any, if, 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 Really, Reuven should be getting the Malchus for those very, very reasons, because he did them even better than Yehuda. In order to understand this, the Rebbe says, we're going to look again at the words that Yaakov says to Reuven, where he says, Pachas kamayim al The reason he's not going to get all of these advantages is because of the haste. Because he rushed, he got so angry, and that he immediately went and moved the beds. In other words... He's not being punished over here for the act that he had done for moving the beds. It was rather the haste that he did it showing his anger. In other words, there's two things that Ebbe says. There's the act that was done for which, in fact, Reuven does get a punishment. He loses to a certain extent some of the Bechoira, at least the fact that he's not going to have two Shvatim coming out of him as Yosef did. But that's not what our Pasuk is discussing. The Pasuk is discussing over here the haste in which he showed his anger for which he is going to be losing Kohuna and Malchus. And why is he losing Kohuna and Malchus for this? Says the Rebbe, the difference between being king or having or Koyen as opposed to the birthright, the birthright is mainly something that's connected with the quality of the person himself. He is the oldest, he is the greatest, he is going to get a, a, more, a greater portion and so on. Kohuna and Malchus on the other hand, priesthood and kingship, is mainly in relation to other people. The Melech, the king, has to be concerned for his people, has to be concerned for his country, taking care of them, leading them. Koyanim are the ones that bench the Yidin with love. They're the ones that have to teach the Yidin Torah. And therefore, as a result of Reuven showing that anger in a quick way, in other words, as soon as he thinks the bed belongs in his mother's tent, he's going to do it. 
as opposed to being concerned for his father's feelings and his father and 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 what his father is going to feel like, etc. So as a result of this, not being able to show those feelings, and in a quick way he's acting this way, he's it's not appropriate for him to have the koyinim and melachim coming from him. As opposed to the actual act that he did, which was mainly because he made some wrong calculation as far as his mother's um, honor, etc., etc. So in other words, this is a mistake in his own personal calculation. So yes, as far as his own great qualities of being b'choyer, some of that he's going to lose. And even that only to a certain extent, because at the, end of the, at the end of the day, he had good intentions. The Rebbe says, now let's look of why it's being given to Yehuda instead of Reuven. The difference between Reuven and Yehuda is let's have a look at the result, what happened again, as far as the other person that's supposed to be gaining out of this is concerned. As a result of Yehuda saying, Ma betza, what are we going to gain by killing Yosef? So Yosef is actually being sell, saved from being killed. And furthermore he's, being, furthermore, he's being taken out of the pit that's filled with snakes and scorpions. He is being saved. In the case of Tamar, as a result of his admitting what he has done wrong, she is actually saved. Her life is saved. Her children's lives are saved. On the other hand, by Reuven, although he had very, very good intentions, and his tshuva is much greater than Yehuda's, nevertheless, that's all still about his own qualities, what kind of person he is. It's not as far as how much the other person is being helped. So when he says, let's not kill Yosef, because he wants to bring him back to his father. Those are great intentions. That's very, very good. But practically, at this point, Yosef is not being taken out from his danger of dying from starvation. He's being put into a pit. In fact, are even snakes and scorpions. And so too, when we come to the idea of the tshuva that, that, that Reuven did. So Reuven is very, very involved in fasting. But who benefits out of this? Who gains out of this? In fact, this is the reason why he wasn't there at the sale of Yosef. Perhaps if he would have been there, he would have been able to save Yosef completely. And this is why it's specifically Yehuda that practically is the one that puts himself out there to save somebody else and admits what he has done wrong. And as a result of that, actually saving people, this shows that he is truly the one that's fitting for leadership, fitting for Malchus. And the Rebbe says Dohira is a very, very obvious one. A person can never just suffice by perfecting himself, coming to his own shlemus, to his own greatness. A person needs to be involved in Avas Yisrael to do a favor to another Yid, which is Kala Kula. And we specifically see this in the results of what happens as a result of what Reuven did and a result of Yosef, of, of, of Yehuda, sorry. That is, Reuven, as a result of him being involved in great tshuva, and fasting, but ultimately this ends up causing that Yosef can be sold, and then furthermore that leads to Golos Mitzrayim, which is the beginning of all the Goliaths, as opposed to Yehuda when he admits what he has done wrong in the case of Tamar, although it of course doesn't come as great as a tshuva as Reuven's, but this ultimately leads to the birth of Peretz, which is the one from whom David HaMelech is going to be born, and Mashiach, in other words leading to the Geula that's going to come, Bekarev Mamash.